when there's work to be done, the job can consume you. Sometimes, however, we find ourselves rushing to the stop sign. When these uncommon but inevitable moments occur, the demand for superfluous tasks begin to rise. This is Hurry Up and Wait. You, you, you threw me off with that superfluous word. I wasn't expecting that so early. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> threw me off. But, but back on the hurry up and wait, nothing like showing up at 5 a.m. for a drill that starts at 9 a.m. Oh, let me, let, let me tell you about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> every, every, every person who's ever shot at a, at a shooting range will tell you stories of like having to show up to the armory or wherever you store your weapons at 3 a.m. Then to get on a bus at 5 a.m. to get to the, the firing range at 5.30, only to not shoot until the sun rises. So like, why the hell are we up four hours early and we can't even, you, you can't even start shooting until the sun rises? Yeah, like, why, why am I here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why? I feel like we could have started the day at 5 a.m. Yeah, or, three, but or, like, or like six, something, you know? Like, it's only going to take, like, 30 minutes to get here. So, I mean, why? That's, that's insane. I, is it something with the military? Is it just one of those one of those aspects where, like, eh, let's just make your life suck a little bit so you appreciate things later? Or is it just, uh, we, we're going to mess with you just to mess with you? <laughs> what do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a combo of both. <laughs> do you think it's like the... You think it's like the... Uh, officer's way of of pulling jokes on the enlisted while the enlist like the same way as during the hurry up and wait we come up with games and shit to pass the time yeah do you think that's what the officers do on their end to like just kill the time ah let's make them wake up at 3 a.m we're not going to get up until 7 then we're going to go to breakfast and then we'll get <laughs> out there by 9 but we're going to have them out there at 5 a.m right it was one of those do hidden you, secrets i'm their, pretty sure way of, uh, playing jokes <laughs> right um so um a little bit about the the range thing i I thought that was exactly that right like there's just people who are in charge they're just finding more and more ways to fuck with us and then when i actually started working at a firing range like the reason why um most people show up at six to start shooting at seven the range personnel don't show up till six anyway so i mean there's nothing you're good you can do until they show up anyway but the reason why other units or other shooters um, have to wake up early and, and then do all, do all this and that before they show up is because there's always going to be that individual who shows up late. There's always going to be that individual who forgets to bring his weapon. And there's always, oh that, one, there's always that one guy who, um, who just, like, he, he had it when he got there, but he somehow lost it, <laughs> you know? That's a that's a bad day for everyone when one one Jago loses his uh right. loses his weapon. Right. And then especially <laughs> when something like that, you know, it's all about a hundred percent accountability and all this and that. So when I heard that it made it made a lot of sense, but at the time going through it, I'm like, this is really stupid. Like I, I can't believe <clears throat> we're doing this. And then going on to our jobs, right? Well, this flight doesn't leave till doesn't take off until nine, but we want you here at 4 a.m. or sometimes 3 a.m. to get everything ready to leave at night. I'm like, why the hell are we doing this so freaking early? Well, especially 
especially if the aircraft was fueled the night before. And then all you have to come in and do is like the minor servicing stuff, maybe check tires again, uh, check ox O2 levels or battery uh, voltages or whatever the case may be, depending on your airframe. Right. Uh, but they bring you in. Yeah. Hours ahead of time to, to do 30 minutes worth of work and then sit around twiddling your thumbs the rest of the time. Like, well, that's because we have, and now certain organiza- organizations, right? If you're, if you're dealing with the military, like from a military contracting standpoint, some outfits have it where, oh, the book has to be released for flight uh, hour and a half to two hours prior minimum, you know? Right. And okay. So I get that maybe, but I still think that's a little excessive. Like, like you'll have that book ready. You're like, where's the aircraft? Oh, they're not even on site yet. Get the, what? <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, yes. <laughs> why, fact. why does the book have to release then for them if they're not even here? No. Or like, say like you do all your pre-flight checks, right? At the time you showed up and then say for whatever reason, the aircraft delays, the air crew delays, something happens. And then all those checks expire uh, well before the, the intended time. I'm like, See, this is this is what happens. <laughs> right? Oh like, yeah, that's right. Because you you check the you check your uh, do your servicing items and say they're good for six or twelve hours or whatever the case may be, three hours. Yep. And then yeah, the delays happen, and then you're like, uh, well, we should have been we should have been good, you know, for an hour and a half after flight because you had me come in so early. Now they're going to expire if we're ten minutes delayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, good job on that one, everybody. Right. It's what it's again. It's one of those like let let's like speed our way to the stop sign. Uh, of course, you're you're not gonna you're you're not predicting that that would happen, but it's or you don't expect it to happen. But it's kind of one of those things like we should probably plan ahead for a little bit of wiggle room instead of riding it right to the line, and then we have maybe ten minutes of deviation, and then we're stuck sitting there to redo everything because. So and so forgot to bring his uh his his thigh pad or some shit, you know. When a management says, "Well, if you did everything right, there shouldn't be any deviations." Okay, all right. Thanks for your input. Go back to your <laughs> office. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. It, it, it's totally. It's one of those like uh, I'm in a hurry and it's your fault. I'm like, what? <laughs> How's so, it my fault that you're stepping ten minutes late? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's not my fault. You my not my fault. You had to reheat your coffee. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite uh hurry up and waits is is when they harp you know management will harp on overtime all week no overtime no overtime no overtime no overtime then friday evening rolls around hey we're working saturday yes. okay well what time are we coming in normal hours all right so you show up at you know five six seven a.m whatever time you start and they're like, okay, we're only coming in for this one aircraft. Yep, only the one aircraft. That's all we're working. We just need to get this thing hammered out today, so we'll be back on schedule for Monday. Sounds good. Uh, hey, where's the parts at? Oh, the parts aren't going to show up till noon. Why in God's name am I here at 6 a.m. then if the parts aren't getting here till noon? Well, that way you guys can work a full day. Well, but it's overtime. You told me not to work overtime. Yeah, but now you're getting the overtime. Yeah, but I don't want the overtime now. I want to be at home. (laughs) (laughs) And the car's not showing up till noon, and I have six hours to to play dick dick until until the parts arrive. And oh, by the way, 
now the parts arrive and I do all the in-processing and everything. Now there's only two and a half hours left in the day before I go home. And you're going to tell me you don't want me to work double time. Yeah, we're going to have to call on the swing shift guys uh, to have them come in. Oh, my God. <laughs> so no overtime all week, and we're going to blow the whole wad in one Saturday. Right. Uh, I was about to say, like, so, but did the parts actually show up? Because there's always those moments where, like, oh, parts are going to be here. Like, they, everyone swears up and down it's going to be there. And then they find out, like, oh, by the way, this courier or this uh, logistics service doesn't do Saturdays. Right. They do every day except for Saturday. I'm like, oh, God damn it. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's happened. I've had it where they have arrived. I've had it where they they showed up early, actually. And that was, yeah, worked out. And I've had it where, hey, it's not going to make it today. So we just came in to sweep floors today. Yeah. But look how nice the hangar looks. Fantastic. I hate this place. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Right. (laughs) Again, right. It's when things come to a screeching halt, like you're, you're rushing to the stop sign. You're like. Uh, or the red light, whatever the case may be, and like, oh my god, right? And and so then and so then you you hit the stopping point, and that's when all the all the dumb shit starts happening. You know what I mean? Like uh, that you come up with some way to occupy space. Like, well, the, this aircraft uh, isn't ready, so but we got this one over here that's been kind of collecting dust for months. Uh, let's start let's start chipping away at the overdue maintenance on that one, like what <laughs> why <laughs> uh, yeah that's exactly what happens well well while we're waiting for parts we might work on this other stuff well yeah but i guess you guys told us early in the week we didn't have the budget on that program for the overtime so we're gonna work overtime on that now yeah we got to keep you guys busy somehow uh, uh, yeah but i could be at home right now having breakfast and waking up at a decent time on a saturday to be here by noon uh okay or you got guys that just hide, right? They're masters of hide and seek and they disappear until yep. parts arrive. Or you spend the day on a roll around chair uh, with a shot vac and a massive extension cord, vacuum out the cracks in the hangar floor and all the grounding points. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and moving racks away from the wall and cleaning up the dead, dead bugs and mice and right. vacuuming those areas too. Right. It's one of the. Or it's scraping one- bird poop. Yes. Oh my God. We, we used to have this saying, man, um, in, in the Marines, I'm not sure if any other service does it. It goes, everyone's a, a free janitor or every Marine's a janitor. And like, and then, and this is exactly where it comes up is yeah, when I've you, heard that is when, uh, we don't have a whole lot of stuff to do. They call it white space. They have, we have a whole lot of white space. So we occupy this with doing really dumb shit. Like, uh, let's, everything off the walls dust it dust the wall and then put it all back like, what why or you is or you're just like filling sandbags for fun like this, this is fantastic <laughs> i had one job where i spent the first two months there painting walls pulling weeds and oh what the hell else did they have this do same thing like dusting moving stuff off the walls um building shelves yeah that was the other thing building shelves yeah. I was like, I was like, this isn't anything related to aircraft. And they're like, well, you're getting paid, you're getting paid okay money to to do this kind of work. I was like, yeah, but that's this isn't what I'm, I want to do. Like, if I want to do this stuff, I'll just go home, <laughs> <laughs> right? And work on planes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, where where my spouse freaking slave drives me to doing the exact same shit. You know? Yeah. But she says it in a, in a in a more um, subliminally brain fucking way. You know, like. 
Oh, if only somebody would just take out this trash. Like, I get this is my sign before I get my ass beat. <laughs> yeah, but you and I both know after after so many years of marriage that we're pretty much tone deaf to that now. <laughs> <laughs> if only somebody would do this, and you, you look them dead in the eye and go, "Yeah, if somebody would," and then you kind of stare at each other for a minute, and then you just both walk away, and nobody takes it out, <laughs> and then both you go yell to kids, "Hey, right. somebody come take this garbage back out!" Right. Or, or like you smash it down so in uh, so many times to avoid having to take it out. <laughs> yeah, look, there's still plenty of room in here. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Meanwhile, you just had to use all of your weight to to shit stomp it down further into the can. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Um, I think one of the the biggest filler for when you when you get into a situation hurrying up and wait is you start coming up all this stupid activities to occupy the said space, like um. Um, when you're in like in a field setting, like a no kidding air field and it's just a bunch of rocks and shit everywhere. Uh, you start throwing rat, you, you start get, picking random objects out in the distance and start throwing rocks at it to see if you can, who can hit it first. Like, um, uh, oh, hey, hey, like five bucks if I can hit that, that, uh, that road sign over there or some shit, right? Like you really try to chuck your way through it. And then, oh yeah. And then like, if that, and once that happens, like, and you start looking for something else, like, oh, uh, I'll, I'll throw it into that guy's uh, shirt collar or some shit, right? Just, well, <laughs> yeah, you start throwing bottle caps and seeing if you can get them down the back of people's people's uh, shirts or pants or whatever, or coins, yeah. right? Yep. Trying to get a penny in the penny slot, i.e. the butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> right. How about this one? This is one of the dumbest things I think I've ever, ever witnessed while being in a hurry up and wait is when... You'll get all the guys and they'll sit in a circle, right? And they'll put their feet out to the side, touching, touching boots or whatever, but yeah. in a circle. And then they'll take their helmet and lob it up in the air and try to hit the other guy across the way in the nuts. And you can't move, <laughs> you know? And if yeah. you run away, I think you get, uh, I can't remember what the punishment was, but there was a punishment if you flinched or moved or whatever else. So that was one of the dumbest things I think I've witnessed. So I've done something similar to that, but uh, this, it was on a, a rollaway chair. So like, you would stand maybe like a ping pong table's distance away and you'll get like a roll of, um, of blade tape or, or aluminum tape. It's probably like, I don't know, three pounds depending on the roll. And, and same thing, you would like kind of toss it in the air like you're doing a softball and you, you kind of have to like just lean back and have your legs open and stuff. And yep. the, the, the goal was to like nail each other in the, in the nuts. <laughs> and that was a whole game for all you listening out there. You're going, okay, but what's the, what's, What's the catch, or what's the win, or what's this? No, that's the whole game. Like that, that's a game. It's just bragging just, rights that I hit you in the nuts more than you hit me. Yeah, you just win. That's it. There's no prize. It's just you won. <laughs> yeah. What do you win? Sterility. <laughs> <laughs> right. As if some of the equipment we're around doesn't irradiate enough stuff to make you sterile in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Or or how about this? And if we have any uh, weapons weapons troops out there listening, uh, jammers. Your little loaders for loading munitions and stuff like that. Um, little two-cylinder, uh, two-stroke diesels. And they go pretty fast, but they go faster in reverse. And so then you, you set up a whole slalom course out there, right? You find cones and shit and whatever else to set up a racetrack around the ramp. And then whoever can make it around the course, the fastest going forward, and then in reverse. And then if you... Go in reverse and hit the brakes hard enough and then punch it forward. You can actually ride a wheelie in them. So then we had wheelie competitions 
as to who could uh, ride the longest wheelie, who was the fastest around the track, who could leave the biggest skid marks, you know, the big, <laughs> biggest patch of rubber. Uh, yeah, that was, that was fun, too. Good times on that. This reminds me of, um, like, the tug races um, we used to do. And now, granted, like these tugs were like totally not serviceable. Like how these were even on the line anymore was beyond us. But we managed to Frankenstein it enough to to get it working again. And we would disable these uh, governors that would limit how fast it can go. Otherwise, it would smoke itself. So we would okay. di- so we disable the governors. We'll have two of them together and, and then we'll just race with these things. Right now, these things are like. They're meant to go maybe five out, five miles an hour tops. Well, but let me with ask the good question, what era were these tugs made? Oh, that's a good one. You know, are I these Vietnam era assets? Uh, I, I want to say yes because they were green. So <laughs> you know, you can kind of you can kind of base what era something came from by on the color. Like if it was green, it's probably like something in the seventies, early sixties, because that's when everything was green. And then if it was from like the mid to or the early to mid two thousands, it was like desert tan. <laughs> yeah, it was late eighties, early nineties, into the two thousands. It's it's probably tan, right? Or that tiger stripe stuff, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, it was green. So I want to say it was like Vietnam era, like or early eighties, late seventies era. And if and it sounded like it too, like it sounded like uh, like a kid whining, like ah. anyway so we would we would line these two up and we'll have like drag races with these and again like they're only meant to go five miles an hour but with the governor's disabled it was like going like 15 to 20 and you could hear it just crying (laughs) the whole time it's going that fast i'm not meant to do this (laughs) (laughs) my god my asthma (laughs) and uh, and we fit we found out like when you gun it um really fast and then you switch it into reverse or i'm sorry if you if you hit it to switch it if you had it in reverse and you gun it and you dump it into into forward or first gear or whatever it was it would it would catch itself and do like a wheelie on it okay so this thing is like back heavy like very back heavy i think that's like common to almost all tow tractors but it was very back heavy so when this thing actually wheelied up it would you kind of have to, you, you're like doing like this stupid, like, like balancing act inside the tug to try to keep it from falling totally backwards. <laughs> it's, it's like that scene from cars, you know, when they, when they wake up the tow tractors and they all like flip over because they're so back heavy. <laughs> and, it sound, yeah. and, it, and it'll sound like that when it stalls out. <laughs> and then backfires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, uh, tractor tipping (laughs) that's pretty much what it we had these little carts and they were (laughs) so everybody listen right all the stuff we're talking about this is the dumb shit that happens and this is management's fault for having us out there waiting around for hours and we have to find reasons to entertain ourselves uh but and then management always comes out what the fuck's going on here and you're like uh, it's more you you than me at this point chief like uh (laughs) i'm just trying to stay busy (laughs) but anyways we had this little electric carts and you stood up on them, right? They had a vertical bar in the back that you leaned back against, but there was no seat. You just stood up and drove them and it had uh, like a tricycle style gear yep. on it. And you, you could tow small things around with it, um, put boxes on it, haul around, all electric, whatever. 
but the steering on it goes almost 90. So then what guys would do is they'd cut it 90 and then stomp on the gas and whoever could hold on the longest without being whipped out of the fucking thing. <laughs> man, some, some, I can't believe some people didn't break some, something. But yeah, they get going in circles real fast and, uh, 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 and they get launched <laughs> out of the... <laughs> and it's electric motors and once your foot comes off the pedal, then it just stops itself, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are fun. Right. It's fun uh, to watch. I never participated in that one. I didn't feel like throwing up, (laughs) but I watched one guy. He got like, you know, you ever seen like the videos where the kids like in the merry go round? Yeah. And like, they're going so fast that they like the lower half of their body is still in it, but the upper half's gone, you know? Yeah. Flying out of it. That's, I saw one guy do that. I was like, I don't think his spine's supposed to bend that way. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. There was these other ones we used to do. Um, yeah, Yeah. You ever seen like the, the shop uh, totes or the shop carts. It's, it looks kind of like a, like a, like a desk, but it, you can, or you can put tools and stuff in it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like Jiffy Lubes and stuff have it anyways. Mm-hmm. So we would have a bunch of these and we would try to play this game where like we can, we'll see how f- we'll, we'll pick like a, like say a, like a door or a, um, a, um, like a hazmat shack that has like an open garage door kind of style kind of opening. And yeah. we'll try to go as far as away as we can and then try to shove it or, or try to wheel it uh, as straight as possible into the, and have it go into the, into the, into the door. And is that like uh what's that, what's that game they play at the winter Olympics with the, where they have the brooms and they're oh, curling. throwing that little curling. Yeah. It's like curling, yeah. but with shot yeah, so it's yeah, so it's exactly like curling. So, and then the target circle is the inside of the shack. So we would try to go as far away as possible and and launch this thing, and try to be as straight as possible to have it go into the shack. And then once that became easy, then they started uh, um, seeing if they can put stuff in it and then still have it go straight, or have it <laughs> jump, have it jump stuff and see if it can go straight. There came to a point where. Um, they started putting people in it. Like someone would actually sit on top of it and ride it. Of course, he, he'll have a helmet on and stuff like that. But I mean, at that point, I don't think it's going to help. I don't, any. Think, I don't think it mattered. Yeah. I don't the think brain gonna... damage had been done long before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there, where our shop was, it was kind of like a sidewalk that led to the, this, ha- this uh, shack. So they started saying like, oh, like we'll go as far away as we can. And then have someone on top of it with his helmet on and like, that's going to help and do the same thing, like launch it and it will jump the sidewalk and roll into the, into the shack. They, yeah. the first, it, it sounded cool at the time, I guess, to those people. But so they had a guy on top of it. They, they launched it. And as soon as it hit, went the sidewalk, it, the, f- the front wheel caught before the back wheel. And then it went and it went sailing forward and the guy face planted flat on the freaking pavement <laughs> come on oh, now yeah. what, what'd you expect was gonna happen <laughs> thank god his helmet was on though right <laughs> <laughs> but when i went helmet it was more like those construction helmets like the hard hats so like as oh, soon yeah. as it went dipping out it fell right off I'm like okay that was that didn't help any at all <laughs> Sa- safety first safety first <laughs> a green helmet at that <laughs> safety first what that reminds me of like the uh jousting oh yes yeah with with brooms and office chairs or whatever 
Yes. And, and you had two guys push two other guys as fast as they can towards one another. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and they, sometimes they would use like trash can lids as shields. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they get real into it. <laughs> yeah, they'd have the whole garb on. They'd even put on their flak jackets like like armor. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I love those <laughs> things, man. <laughs> the, uh, all, all this, everybody, this is all like stuff like you should probably never do. And if you do, I'm just saying, like, just don't get sure, caught. Yeah, just make sure you're being smart about it. You know, like close the doors or do it when there's not a whole lot of people around because you will get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Again, this usually happens during the uh, hurry up and wait times because you're waiting for leadership to arrive so you can do your next task. But they usually always arrive right as uh right as something's about to go down. Right. It's we, like uh, a, go ahead. It's like a spider sense to them. You know, like like fuckery's afoot <laughs> yeah hmm. i sense somebody's about to do something out of regulation <laughs> nay says i the terminator runs out there to where everybody's at right <laughs> <laughs> who's messing up nobody um, we <laughs> we we came up with one time with uh hangar olympics oh my uh God. yeah those were Awesome. So some, I can't remember all the events, but some of the events I remember was, uh, was the chalk throw. So it was like a hammer throw, but with the aircraft chocks, <laughs> um, we had the chalk put. So who could like a shot put who, who could ever, you know, throw the chalks. We had to do it like in the fashion of a shot putter. Yeah. Um, we had basically laps around the hangar. So we had, you know, we had a hundred yard dash, which was from hangar door to hangar door. And then we had uh, distance running. So we're a bunch of maintainers. So none of us are really, let's say, fit. So we did three laps around uh, the outside of the hangar. And I think after lap one, most everybody was damn near suffocating. I remember one guy just stopped. And he said, to hell with it. And he lit a cigarette and just sat there on the ground, <laughs> wheezing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Why are you wheezing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and we had... Uh, Oh, there was one other one. It was like a shuttle run, but we had to do that with uh, like like the baton races, you know? Yeah. So we had to do that around the hangar, and we had like a team of four, but you, instead of just a baton, like a like a light wand, we used um, cones. The big cones, like you would set out like radiation warning hazard cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like these 25-pound cones are running around <laughs> that are as tall as you that you're running around the hangar with. <laughs> There's old Wheezy again. He, he, <laughs> he's going to die. He's going to die, man. So uh, a little bit on the darker side. Some, some, we had something similar to this, but it, it was kind of like a, like a shop war kind of thing where um, it, uh, every shop had like this one item that was air quote precious to their shop. You know, that's kind of like their, their manifesto, say. Like uh-huh. one shot, like one shop, uh, thing would be like this trophy or some shit they want, or another one would be like this, this cool picture of the aircraft and their shop, some, something like that. Right. Like they really treasured this stuff. And so the shop war would be like, we'd have to sneak in there and steal it and then hide it somewhere. And then they'd, they'd be like looking all over the place. Like, where'd you guys take our shit? And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, bro. Like. We were in here the whole day or the whole night. And typically it happens at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. And 
And so they'll, they'll lose their minds or whatever trying to find it. And then we'll grab one of their, one of the guys from the shop we, they took it from. And they'll start doing like little ransom letters or some shit. Like, like <laughs> we'll, we'll give you your stuff and your, and your nugget back if you guys do this or some shit like that. <laughs> so I saw where they took pictures of it, scanned them, and then put them up in the bathrooms, right? For that shop's area. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be like above the urinals and it would say, have you seen me? Yeah. And it'll be a picture of that, whatever their most valued or coveted item was. And they're like, what the, that's how they learn that it's missing. They run back in the office and look, and there's that open white space with a dirty ring around it, you know, where it was hanging <laughs> on the wall for yes. three decades, you know? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> Just a missing stain on the wall. <laughs> it's exactly that. Right. <laughs> so with all this right and of course like that's the f- the more fun side of of when you run into a hurry up and wait situation the bad side is when you start doing all kinds of dumb air quote work stuff to occupy the the free time like uh, we mentioned earlier like let's put the hanger queen back together or let's uh sweep floors until we s- we literally sweep the floor off the floor <laughs> or um uh another one is like uh, you start doing all this extra managerial shit like like build powerpoints oh yeah uh, or uh, do air quote training <laughs> you know that's what i was gonna say build build a powerpoint for training on whatever subject you know what i mean right oh. and then and then they'll actually watch you do it so it's not that like you can kind of you can sloth it off or whatnot and i'm like oh my god and then, and or you got to do like a no kidding class like hey everybody today's class is on safety Safety is, is everyone's mission. Just know that safety comes first. We care about you. You are all family. <laughs> you know? <what> yeah. I mean? <laughs> right? yeah. like, we value you more than the aircraft, so be safe today, which is a lie because they value the aircraft way more than you. <laughs> that reminds me of the meme I sent you. Like, which is it? Fix the jet or be safe? Oh, you got to <laughs> do both, Jerry. <laughs> you got to do both, Jerry. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so it's like no that's a lie you know management goes no that's a lie we definitely value the employee more than more than the aircraft really how come then when i cut myself on you know the other day you guys were like oh man that that sucks don't bleed on the aircraft you know you were concerned it's- about blood on the aircraft more than more than a gouge in my hand <laughs> right <laughs> yeah they don't give a shit <laughs> you gotta do both jerry you gotta do both <laughs> oh my god oh. another dark side of the hurry up and wait is that you have a lot of time with your own thoughts and being in your own head and you start going why am i here <laughs> what am right. i doing with my life you know right <laughs> you start letting that negativity seep in and you start having those those doubts where you're going nah there's got to be more than this right mm-hmm. and uh and so sometimes that can really uh, affect your whole day because then like when you finally do like you were saying earlier get to the firing line you're kind of like i don't give a shit about this and you just playing 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 just throwing bullets wherever right or and, uh, or in our case right with with the maintenance you actually now you actually got stuff to do like man fuck this job i'm gonna, I'm gonna take my sweet ass time take, I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a half-ass job right or you're gonna milk it enough so it can bleed over to the next year like here you go yeah, or you do the job right, but then paperwork side, you're like, eh, you just kind of slough it off or whatever else. Right. Which, 
again, going back to all our previous episodes, like paperwork is probably like the biggest heavy lifting out of the entire maintenance task itself. <laughs> yeah, it's oftentimes you have a 10 minute task and an hour's worth of paperwork. Like this, this doesn't equate. <laughs> right. <laughs> this does, <laughs> how does this relate? This matter of fact, this reminds me of one of our listeners uh, posted on, on uh, their Instagram where like they were talking about like they did like maybe 10 minutes worth of servicing on an engine and they had like a stack of papers they had to fill out too that documents everything they did. And I'm like, holy Christ. I mean, I thought ours was bad, but jeebus. <laughs> well, like I know, I know on like on the corporate realm, you, you fill out everything in triplicates. So uh, and if you did an engine change, oh my God, the, the stack of paperwork you had, you know, was, was massive because again, every form was done in triplicates. One you kept for yourself and your work order, right? The originals, um, get you fax. No, the originals you bring back with you and those get mailed, uh, to whatever home station that operator for that aircraft is out of. And then the third stack, uh, the third stack usually was either in the logbook or something. I can't remember where we had to put those. Mostly in the logbook, I think, on that one. But we still, we had to, we had to fax all the paperwork back to control for that outfit. And then they would have to uh, review all the paperwork and make sure everything was right and filled out in its uh, in completeness. And then you have to wait until they call you and say, yep, everything looks good. You know, lock up the bird and you're done. So that mm-hmm. might take hours, right? Because it's not just you they're dealing with. They got 400 aircraft. You know, they're, you're, I think one time I waited like, you know, I'm talking about hurry up and wait. Hurry up and get out there and fix this jet. All right, we got out there and fixed it. And I waited eight hours for a return to service call. Oh, like, my God. Like, dude, I just sat there in the, took a nap, was watching some TV in the FBO. Like, just, but it's, it was one of those days where I did everything to entertain myself. And I was still at that point, I was like, I still had those thoughts of like, what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. There's no yeah. relief coming to you in those situations. Nope. Especially because the air cool work's already been done. Now you're just waiting for the thumbs up. I'm like, well, here we are again. Yeah. If you're lucky, maybe another plane will come in at that point and then they'll turn you on for a work order for that. So while you're waiting to be released on the one, you're staying busy working on another one. But oftentimes, you know, it's not the case. So you're just, Hanging out, waiting, and by the time you get done with that, and you're like, oh, I still got a four-hour drive home. Awesome. Like, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Please. And, and then halfway home, you get a call. Hey, divert over here as another plane broke. All right. Okay. Well, what I, go. what I also hate is, like, uh, say, like, you, you hit the stopping point, so you, you occupy space on however you're, you figure out how to do it, right? And then whatever the stoppage was clears and now everyone's like you got to make up for all that time you lost right so they really try to like rev it to the to the end you know yeah. like why like why like we're, we're not gonna make up six hours or five hours worth of wait time in 30 minutes it's just not gonna happen you know yeah or you get nickel and dimed right so they're like oh well you know I know it's overtime pay for you right now, but the minute you sent the email for the return to service, that goes back to regular hours. Like, no, I've been working 36 hours straight through. I'm on, I'm on double time right now. I'm like, no, 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 you got to switch back to 
you got to switch back while you're, because you're not doing anything. That's their justification. You're not doing anything. You're at work and you're sitting there waiting on a phone call. It's mm-hmm. still part of the job. It ain't my fault. That's the operators. You know, that's the, that's their in their uh, GOP, you know? Yeah. That's, that's I'm just doing what they're requesting. If it was up to me, I'd fax them their stuff, throw everything in the van, lock up the jet and leave. Right. Because all the physical work's already been done. Now, yeah. now, you're, now you're just waiting on paperwork, really, at that point. Just waiting, waiting on them to approve. Pay. Even the paperwork's done. I'm just waiting on them to thumbs up it, you know? Like, yep, you drew a smiley face where there was supposed to be a smiley face. Right. Have you ever had those moments where, like, they find something wrong and then they want the whole thing revamped? <laughs> I, I wish I could say no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're waiting forever and then someone, like, and they give you that, that send back and, like, you, you spelled something wrong, like, yeah, I've got, got that, or like I missed a, like when again when you're doing like I say a dual engine change right or whatever you got just a grip of paperwork and you wrote out everything in triplicates and you missed a dash on one of the part numbers and so you have to go back and fill out the dash everywhere you wrote that part number down and then resubmit all the paperwork, right? Or even more so like like say like there's a box or something you had to check or X or whatever. Yep. And, and it, it, it wasn't like detrimental to the sign off, but like it's one of those kind of like, like for tracking purposes, air quote tracking purposes. And so they flipped their wigs about it, like, you forgot to put the check in the box here. I'm like, are, are you serious, bro? Like, it, it's not going to hurt you to kind of just fill that in yourself, you know? Like, yep. it, it's cool. I'm okay that you do that, right? Like, if this is holding up this plane from flying, I'm totally okay with you just filling it out for me. I'll even I'll go on record and say that I said it was cool, right? <laughs> well, oftentimes if it was something like that, right? They depending on who the control person was, but oftentimes they're like, "Hey, man, you just forgot to check this box. Just check the box, throw the book in the plane, and, and call it a day. Right? You're good to go. Oh, awesome, cool. But you had other ones that are like, "Nope, mark the box, resubmit everything." I'm like, "Can I just resubmit the one paper? Nope, resubmit everything." Yeah, it's like- it's like it's like 150 pages. Yep, resubmit everything. Okay. On a fax machine, right? I can't scan <laughs> it and email it. That's too easy. Nope, we're going to fax it because Richard Gere did it in 1990 in a movie, <laughs> and that's the latest technology. Like, God. <laughs> this, do fax machines even exist anymore, man? <laughs> in the corporate realm, unfortunately, they do. Right. Um, I remember the first time I've ever had a fax go through or come come in, I thought like, I thought like my computer was going to explode, right? Like, hey, like, yeah. what, the, what the hell? You know, and, and it's one of those where you're not sure where it's coming from. Like, is there a bomb in the ho- in here, man? Like, what the hell? Like, the hell's that noise? Right. Yeah. It's what, what the hell's that noise? And it's like, it's is someone, big cicada is someone, in here. Is someone cutting their hair in here? What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> I, I remember when I first went to work in that, in that corporate realm and they're like, yeah, you got to fax and paperwork. I was like, ah, that's funny. I'm just going to scan it and email it. Like, no. You have to fax it. Are you shitting me? Are you, are you, it's like one of those, are you fucking with me, kid? <laughs> you know, it, like it ruined my day. I was like, a, a fax? <laughs> fax. Like, yeah, have you never faxed anything? I have, but not since 1992, you know, right. like back when we had rotary phones and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not since the Andy Griffith show was new and popular on TV. God. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, man. Crazy. I'm not gonna lie, man. I miss rotary phones. As as dumb as that sounds, I kind of miss it. 
because who who didn't have fun as a kid? You know, just watching the freaking dial itself back. And then and I remember seeing individuals who were like super fast with rotary phones. Like they can dot, they can. I guess, I guess the I don't know if it's dial, but anyway, they're able to get a number through, like say a one eight hundred number in like three seconds. Like wow, that's so fast. I couldn't. I was never that fast, man. If I had to call a friend, I messed up one number. I was like, dang it, I had to hang up and start all over again. Right. <laughs> Same here. Like, oh, damn it. I did an eight instead of a nine. Fuck. Your, right. your girlfriend would get all mad at you. Why did it take you so long to call me? I kept missing the number. <laughs> it's back, not my when, fault. back when you had like corded phones and it was like eight feet long. <laughs> yeah. And so when you and it was always in the conversation. Kitchen? Yeah. You had to, when you wanted a private conversation, you had to walk through to the other room with a cord wrapped around like six door frames. Yeah. <laughs> or awesome. well, what was the other one? Like, um, if you didn't want someone to call, you just let the, left the phone off the hook or some shit. Or, you, everyone shared the line so when someone was like talking on the f- on the phone you like you um interrupt their call or some shit <laughs> well or when your mom wanted you off the phone she'd pick up the phone time to hang up okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah that was weird. this still that blows my mind that's what blows my mind about the facts especially if you had the amount of paperwork you you have to fill out and then fax every last one of it well, that's, I know. It was just like, I was like, this seems so inefficient. Why are we doing it this way? Like, that's just because that's, you know, like, well, I was like, it's free. It's free to scan and email stuff. It doesn't cost the company anything extra. You guys already have computers. Like, we're good. I'm like, yeah, but we want the hard physical copies. I was like, right. You just print it, you know? Yeah. You can print it from the email. You open the document and print. Yeah. I would I think, know. I would think with nowadays where like you have apps that can take like full on pictures of stuff and it will send like immediately. Yeah, like, there's heck, one one I, one I use called Tiny Scanner. It was right from my phone, and so some organizations you you were able to email the document. So I would just take pictures through my phone. It would convert it to PDF, and I could email it right from there. Right, so it would it was so much faster. But then you had the ones who are like, "Nah, fax it, fam." <laughs> and so you're you're the paper's all wet from your tears as you're sobbing while sliding each paper through the fax. Right, and we can't read this. There's a big wa- water spot, like. That's my tears. <laughs> heck, my now, heck, nowadays, man, you can control a freaking washing and drying machine from your phone. Isn't that wild? I was just at a place last night where he he could control the lights in the pool, the jets in the hot tub, and the heat and all that for his pool just from his phone. That's cool. Yeah. He had waterfalls in there, too, like three little waterfall things, and uh, he can turn those on and off from his phone. It was wild. Damn. I want I want I want one of those now just to be bougie like that. <laughs> I just want to pool for these hot ass days. Oh, tell me about it. The the level of disrespect this weather's been given. Yeah, somebody somebody made it mad. <laughs> right. So yeah, like again with these situations, a lot a lot of things can cause these stoppages, whether it be failures in planning, uh project all of a sudden lost their funding, lack of parts is a big one. Uh, the equipment just somehow took a shit, stuff like that, right? And it's never ideal when these happen, but, and then whatever you guys do to occupy the free time, whether good or bad, it comes and goes in waves. Because in most cases, you're, you're, you're a get up and go like all the time and just even find the time to sit down is a, is a rare feat in itself. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, like barely have time to think to yourself, much less freaking have a break. So what's that? Yeah. What is that? Right. So they, they suck these hurry up and wait moments. 
but they're they're very uncommon and those are kind of the times where like it it comes when you when you most need it but least expect it if that makes any sense sure uh final thoughts on everything mvp uh man the hurry up and wait it's kind of inherent to i don't know about other industries but it's kind of inherent to the uh aviation industry especially if you're dealing with military assets it's an inherent uh problem i don't know why it's a problem there but just try to occupy the time with uh positive uh positive thoughts positive things you know if you're going back to school try to use that time maybe get some schoolwork done uh if you got overdue training to do knock that out so you ain't got to do it during the week or hang out any extra time um during the week to do that uh train the new guy better yourself learn from one of the more experienced people um but don't be afraid to have a little fun as well as we've talked about today right by by, by hearing us like you guys have way too much fun <laughs> so, do you guys do any work <laughs> like this again this is rare like mostly most times we're like freaking getting down into the dirt or being buried in paperwork <laughs> That's right. That's uh, that we maximize the downtime as much as we can. Right. Balance. It's all about balance. <laughs> <laughs> Work-life balance. Work-life balance. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> what is what is that one? Uh, Pablo Francisco. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Put it over there. <laughs> We'd like to take take this time to thank our patrons all of our patrons for supporting our show, allowing us to continue make episodes, maintain our gear, have merch for all our listeners and keep shoreline happy to keep on helping us produce these episodes. Uh, special shouts to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Freshour, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Hey, Hey, she did. Oh, meow, 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 meow. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, visit our shop at cancelformainness.com. Grab some swag to show off your support for us, your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section. Send us a line. We'll do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. Uh, follow us on social media such as Facebook and Instagram at cancelformainness or kangcanx. For maintenance on Instagram. We do have Twitter. We're not that active on it, but can totally follow us there too at CXMX uh, podcast. Uh, again, going back to TikTok and Mimosas, those ladies, <laughs> those ladies are freaking hilarious. I think like they're the, the one of the most funny podcasts I've listened to in a while. And thank you. Thank you to you ladies for supporting us all this time. You can follow them at TikTok underscore N underscore Mimosas on Instagram. Uh, they got YouTube as well, Dick Talk Mimosas. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you ladies. Uh, check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time. They make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Uh, use code CX4MX, save 10% off your purchase. And again, support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to Discord, discount and early access to merch, and special Patreon-only episodes, which we'll be releasing here in the near future. Again, thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>